Welcome to It's Complicated, the Couple's Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists, and today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Right, episode forty-six. Yay. It's Talia. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. Welcome back, listeners, to our second episode of the new year. Today, uh, what are we talking about, Talia? Um, we're gonna talk about how to navigate boundaries with your significant other or your intended significant <laughs> other uh, on social media, specifically on Instagram. I've heard from people that Facebook is for old people. So that hurt my feelings. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about Instagram. <laughs> yeah, we'll focus it on Instagram, even though this can't apply to any other social media platform. But yes. absolutely, social media boundaries for relationships. And there's, uh, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording. This can go into a lot of different directions. There's a lot of different spaces that uh, couples get into and try to navigate this fairly new technology. But even for, for those of us who've been around with social media since we started dating, it's just complicated. It's so hard to navigate this as people have different norms. Yes. And there's, like we talk, talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. it can, the different norms can be based on gender, mm-hmm. on culture, on age. Mm-hmm. And I would say more inner, inter intrapersonal the one where the personal side is within like your intrinsic (laughs) your intrinsic self-esteem um that also I think has something to do with it like sense of self and sense of like self-certainty and security Mm -hmm. in oneself also I think plays into why um some people have different boundaries within social media so those would kind of be the categories that I think we can touch on today those are all the differences as to why so we're normalizing it it's okay to have different boundaries Mm -hmm. You need to learn how to communicate those to your partner. And I have so many good personal examples that I can't wait to share. <laughs> I'm sure we'll dive right in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to share for listeners. And we're going to narrow the scope of the boundaries a little bit. This isn't just like, hey, boundaries of when do you actually get on or the time no, no, you no. use social media. And again, I'm going to start sh- shifting to Instagram. Right. I'm using that as the platform yeah. example. But listeners, you can, you know, you can think in your head other social media platforms. Right. Uh, but specifically boundaries with other people Correct. on Instagram, as in looking at, hey, you're in a relationship with someone. And then what are the boundaries that you and your partner have with how do you engage by following other people? Or how do you engage when people are messaging, DMing you or commenting? What are you liking, yeah. what are you, you know, liking and, and being there? Because it's different than you two go out to a bar together and then your partner flirts or talks with another person at the bar and yet in some ways it can feel like the same thing depending on the situation it's like hey wait a second we're in a relationship and you're engaging with this other person Mm -hmm. in a certain way that makes me your partner kind of go whoa that that Mm -hmm. that kind of hits a boundary space for me so very specifically that's kind of where we're narrowing the types of boundaries we're talking about yeah how do you have Instagram when you're in a relationship what does that mean for you and how do you talk about those boundaries of what that means once you have a committed relationship? Mm-hmm. 
So Tali, you said you had a couple of interesting examples. I think that's a great way to jump yeah. our conversation. So why don't you share yeah. one and we can dive into our thoughts about that situation. Yes. So gosh, this was a few years ago, I would say. Um, and I was dating someone for, um, I think it was like six months at the time. Um, I think that it was like, it was a serious relationship, but I don't think we saw eye to eye on this. Um, unbeknownst to me, I wish this were the worst thing I found on his social media, but mm-hmm. we, I saw one day and he was like recording two girls, like walking into a restaurant or whatever and like commenting on it. And I was like, mm, don't like that. So mm-hmm. we're working out the next day and I called him out and he's like, why does that bother you? I was like, uh, we're in a relationship. So that's not okay that you're liking other girls and commenting on their butts that doesn't make me feel good, right? It's not about like, it's against me, but that's disrespectful. And he was like, we're not in a relationship. And I'm like, mm, this was not where I was expecting this to go. <laughs> yeah. to a different discussion of like, what is appropriate and what is inappropriate and defining yeah. more like roles and boundaries. And it should have been a sign at the time, but the social media issue continued to have a more impervious uh, issue and uh, kind of like cancer in our relationship, mm-hmm. I would say, and come to find out he was messaging hundreds. I'm not even being dramatic, but I hundreds of girls on Instagram commenting on their stories, DMing them, mm-hmm. propositioning them for sex, like very, very disrespectful to the relationship, which mind effed me so much because we were together pretty much all the time. So in my head, I'm like, how did you even have time to do all of this if we're together all the time, which is to your point, if you see your partner flirting with somebody else in person, ouch, but a little different because you can call them out and be like, what are you doing? If it's behind the scenes, people normalize it, right? It's just Instagram. I'm just chatting. We're never going to, we never met up all the justifications, right? Mm -hmm. We never this, we never that, we never, I'm like, you're messaging other people that you love them, dude. Like, you're not going to get out of this one. Sorry. Like I have, I literally just have like an album of screenshots and showed him and he was like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah. Oh shit. Like you're, I'm not the person to mess with. And so I remember talking to this person about that and seeing how much of an issue that was. And for him, it was a very low self-esteem issue. And he needed constant validation all the time from literally everyone. And like, even my full attention wasn't enough. So it said a lot more about him than I think it did about anything in the relationship, but had social media not come into the picture and been such an issue, I don't think it would have highlighted the deeper reasons why we didn't end up working out. And so in a way I'm grateful for social media because you, it's like in your face, right? Like if you hear a rumor or whatever about your partner or they, oh, they looked at so-and-so with this, you can never really tell, but it's like, you get to see who they relate to and they, took this option off Instagram where you could see what other people liked, Mm. which so many of my clients were pissed about because that's how they would, you know, normally stalk their significant (laughs) other, keep them on track or, you know, to be able to call them out. And I'm like, that crosses a line though, I think, because it's your own feed, right? And understandably, Mm -hmm. of course, liking half naked girls and all that stuff. It was like that, that for me is a boundary. Like if we're in a relationship or if we're dating, that should not be a necessary thing for your brain to double click. You can like it. I think it's attractive too. There's pictures. I'm like, wow, she's gorgeous. But I don't think to go tap, tap and let the world know that I also like it. Right. I think mm-hmm. there's an internal boundary that some people don't have mm-hmm. until maybe a partner reminds them, or that's just not an internal boundary they have. And that's, I think where you and I see maybe some conflict mm-hmm. and why this topic comes up and why we're doing an episode on it is they don't see eye to eye, right? What's the problem with 
me liking half naked girls on Instagram when we're in a relationship. Like literally no issue with it at all. And it's like, really? You don't see one problem with that? Nope. Right? We talked about well, rationalization. So I mean, I'll play devil's advocate in that example as we dive into it, that there may not be a problem with that in a relationship. Yes. So everybody has different limits. Is is looking at this example from your life at where these different assessments were yes. made by each partner about yes. what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right. What, and that's the thing is all of us individually in the social media world have made their decisions about how we interact with social right. media. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's really different. And in, in the we can be on, we can have like in person when we're in a relationship, very similar values and a lot of our expectations and how we've assessed situations can really align and then on social media have very different things because there's so much space on I keep saying social media I want to get back to Instagram because that's what we're using as an example um on Instagram to engage in different ways some people assess Instagram and experience in a way where it is exactly like being in the bar together it is exactly like real life so they're social connection and every like every message is like no you are my friend you are literally the same thing as my friend, as my best friend from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Other people look at it, it's it's just entertainment. It's, these aren't real relationships. It's a just for way for me. It's the same thing as me, um, you know, clicking and watching a sitcom, if you will. Right. It's so removed. But that's the point is we're all different. And so you can get in these really crazy murky places of what's appropriate, what's not. And as in a relationship, you have to have a discussion about that and talk about what are our values and appropriateness with this engagement and how does that change when you're in a relationship? Because when you're single and engaging with people online in a certain way, on Instagram in one way, that might be a separate set of appropriateness than when you're in a relationship, just like, again, if you're going to a bar. Right. And I think it would have been in 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 one of my personal examples, I think it would have been different had girls been trying to message him liking his stuff yada which also like you're in a relationship you get plenty of validation stop posting shirtless pictures of yourself and I'm like in what like what uh, what response are you hoping for and I remember having this discussion and he was just kind of like uh and I'm like that's not an acceptable answer try again like I was livid because it had been so many issues again years ago but I remember having that discussion I'm like I don't think you are thinking it from the way I am obviously because we're two different people but that sends a different message. And as a woman and as a man, we don't see eye to eye on this. Like women as a species and men as a species have different conceptualizations. Usually we fall into one or two camps, right? Of like the norms and not, but I remember having that discussion and it wasn't like he was posting just normal, which is my own level of normal stuff. And people are hitting him up and he's ignoring it. I can't, I'm not that person who's like, you should never have anybody message it. Like I can't control that. It's like, you're the one seeking them out and they're clearly not interested and you keep doing it, right? Like seeing behind the scenes and there's privacy to it. It's not like I'm like looking through it, but I think there's a privacy level to it that that like your point about the bar thing, it does feel the same for some people. If you do something, this is my like credo, if you do something, whether it's in person, online or whatever, and it gives you an icky feeling inside and you think "Mm, my partner wouldn't like if they saw this, that should be a good threshold of an internal boundary, right? Like regardless of having to talk with your partner, there should be some level of 
intuition and checking in and being like, she may not love the fact that I'm DMing this girl, yada, yada, or uh, my partner, he may not like the fact that I'm talking to my ex who commented and been like, oh, so happy to see you. Like there's levels to it. And I think that's one of the nuances. Who are you engaging with? right? Like to what level? Is it a back and forth? Is it one person just showing interest? Is it another person receiving interest? Like this is the nuance of Instagram that I don't think relationship therapists have a lot of experience. I mean, Instagram's been around for what? To probably 10 years now. I'm going to round up nine or 10 years. Yeah, we don't have a lot of experience and data, especially now with how rapidly it's changing from what it's being used for. I think the cart got ahead of the horse when it comes to couples, because it's like, if we have similar values in person, like you were saying, but we don't have similar values online, it also comes to like, how often do we use Instagram and everything too, right? Yeah. Like, I don't want you to be on it, liking pictures of other girls while we're sitting there at dinner, like, <laughs> or on your phone while we're in person. So I, I think to that end, it's really about what is that internal boundary? And if you're posting or doing something or liking something or messaging somebody or accepting a message and like interacting, would your partner be okay if they saw it, right? I'm not saying no transparency or um, I'm not saying you should have everything just be out in the open and share passwords by any means. But if somebody stumbled upon it, is there gonna, is it, would they be a feeling of shame coming up or would your partner be like, that was disrespectful to me? I think that's kind of my message from that. Yeah, that's what I was actually thinking. I wanted to echo and jump in as you can be checking in with yourself and going, is this interaction that I'm doing on Instagram, what I'm posting or messaging, liking, DMing, whatever, if my partner knew that this was what I was doing, would that be okay? Would that be fine? And what's interesting, I think about that is there's sometimes I can imagine being in a place where it's absolutely not fine. We're guaranteed. And then that becomes like, okay, so now that's that internal message that you're describing as you can check with yourself and go like, oh, so this is like a deception point. This is something where I'm keeping this interaction mm-hmm. from my partner that I know would hurt them. Mm-hmm. And so really have to take a look at yourself. Like, okay, well, what are your values and why are you doing that big deception? But that's kind of like the extreme of, hey, you're, you're starting a, uh, like as an example, an extreme of you're starting a messaging exchange with another person that's romantic where you get into emotional affair territory then there's maybe a little more uh, nuanced complicated space where maybe you're doing some messaging or interaction on instagram that you know your partner wouldn't love but is okay with as in like maybe it's you know you you as as a couple have come to some kind of agreement or actually, I, I want to, before you even add that agreement, but you just kind of like, okay, they wouldn't love it, but it's fine. It's that not I think disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. That's where I think that's a good marker. You can, again, tune to yourself as a good opportunity to have a discussion with your partner and say, hey, mm-hmm. here's one way I like to use Instagram. I do like looking. All right, here, I'll use my example because um, uh, on my, I have two Instagram accounts. There's at Ryan Hill Therapy, which everyone who listens to podcasts knows. That's my actual personal, if you yeah. will. Um, and professional mm-hmm. uh, account. Then I have a whole separate one. I don't even remember what its handle is. I don't post, I'm, I'm that creeper follower and it's all for tattoos. I literally only follow tattoo artists because yeah. I, I, for those who don't know, yeah. I love tattoos. And I didn't want, I wanted one at, you know, an account that was exclusively that content and I love it. Well, guess what? In the tattoo world, you see a lot of naked bodies True. on Instagram. I mean, within sure. their guidelines, but you see a yeah. lot of that. And I enjoy that. Yeah. But that is something to 
notice and talk about with my partner and say, hey, if you were to look over my shoulder, I would happily show you. There's going to be times where you're going to be seeing me like looking at an almost naked body with like a little nap there. But, I, but we've talked about like, here's what I use it for. I don't right. engage or here's what I like about it. Yeah, and yeah. don't get me wrong. There's plenty of images of people's bodies that turn me on. There's times sure. where I'm like, ooh, that's really exciting. That's like pornography. I'm excited mm-hmm. by that. And having an open discussion in that gray zone with my partner yeah. about here's one way that I'm using Instagram that maybe if you knew in that moment, that's what I was doing. You, you may be like, if you didn't know, be a little uncomfortable finding it out. Well, let's talk sure. about that and have that. So I'm just kind of differentiating those two yeah. experiences as we check with our, our inner selves of, am I keeping a deception from my partner? Or is it something I'm kind of like, I don't really want to talk about or not. And maybe that yeah. could be a good clue to talk. And there's times where it's like, oh, I didn't know that bothered you. Thank you for letting me know. Uh-huh. No problem. Like easily can change that yeah. behavior. And I, yeah. I think that ties into the asking like there's the liking of the content and the engagement piece mm-hmm. like interaction mm-hmm. and then there's the who's following who mm-hmm. who's follow i'm like three categories like the engagement right. and the liking piece like how do you interact the who is the follower right uh-huh. and then there's the piece of are it the, well there's like the whole internet stalking not like actual stalking um though that did happen to me recently um <laughs> but the actual stalking thing of like I'm looking at who's liking what and at what time and who's this and when were they active and like that's not necessarily what we wanted it'll come up but it's not going to be like the deep dive for today Mm -hmm. which is just mind-boggling if that's what you do and you're trying to keep tabs on your partner don't like it's going to drive you nuts and you're probably if you go looking for something you're going to find it right that's what I'm just going to say that's what I'm going to say on that (laughs) well on my little mini side of that is just that's a symptom of hey some some trust and discussion needs to be developed in the relationship Oh, and anxious so it makes sense that that happens that we get into those spaces and if that's your experience in which you're noticing a motivation to do notice talk to a therapist <laughs> talk to a therapist notice oh. that desire in your relationship based on lack of trust and if mm-hmm. possible start having some of these conversations we're recommending start yeah. talking about this open because in this instagram world and setting boundaries as always you and i are encouraging our listeners to how to have thoughtful and intentional conversations with their partners mm-hmm. to clarify coordinate and collaborate yeah. and i think the boundaries with the people in the following, right? Exes is a big one that I hear about. Why are you following your ex? Why are you liking their stuff? Why did you comment this? Or you put a flame emoji underneath your friend's yoga picture. Like mm-hmm. there's things where you see that interaction and engagement piece. Like the first one, the first of like that tripod that I mentioned, that is a big, and the, the second one with being the person, that is also a huge, I think, uh, factor in comfortability or uncomfortability with the behavior, right? If it's some random Instagram model that you're literally never going to meet, whatever, right? Like, I also know that you think I'm hot, so I really don't care, right? Versus you're liking all of your ex's photos, even if they're bikini photos, like, then we're going to have a bit more of a concern of like, "Hmm, what's going on here? Like, it's not to say don't like your ex's pictures, but it's like the bikini pic, really, like, maybe some boundaries around that. And I think that's where some um, assertiveness and confidence can come in to play is being able to just be quite like rather than uh, accusing the partner is just curiosity of hey can you walk me through what it's like when you engage with your old significant other or this or that right like I just I'm curious what goes on in your head 
when that happens. Because sometimes they're just like, I don't know, I just look at it at my feet and I just like double tap mindlessly, right? Hey, just so you know, it's like, it's not comfortable for me. If that's something you could work on modifying, I'd really appreciate it, right? Of course, we're so therapists saying this. This is never how the discussion goes for people. It's like, who is this bitch? But it's a good point to give that example of like how to have a respectful conversation. I'll take it a step further for this example, like you're with a partner and they're looking at these, you know, photos of their ex that are, you know, on the beach, half naked and they're liking it. And maybe it is just an absent-minded or have a conversation in sharing that. And you might learn like, well, I, you know, from your partner, your partner will share, well, my ex is actually really working hard to develop their Instagram or I know my ex like this is actually a really difficult thing for them to be regularly doing sharing these photos because they struggled with x y or z in the past and with my relationship with my ex you know this is something that I for you know could be a supportive role I'm not necessarily saying that's a great idea that in a relationship you have one partner who is still doing that but yeah. that could be a very interesting opening discussion yeah. where both partners have these clear, like really nice ideas about what these boundaries are that could be different. Mm-hmm. So having that discussion, you might be like, oh, so that's why my partner was engaging with their ex when they're half naked. Mm-hmm. So there's a little compassion there. And it's still appropriate to share that we're in a relationship now. So it's, it's not enough. as simple as you're Sorry caring for your partner. It's right. also now there's that you're playing with fire. And now right. I feel yeah. like I'm not valued or important. And I'm worried that with this person you've had this bond in the past with, you're now, you know, continuing yeah. that engagement. It's like, you know, if your parts if your parts were near this is my if your parts were near each other, that's over. There's no more support, <laughs> there's no more chatting. There no. Like you can be amicable in terms of like if you're at a uh, friend circle or whatever else, like that's different, but like liking the half naked pictures you've seen her naked and now you're seeing me naked this is not happening right like that's a personal boundary and so each person should have that potentially conceptualized prior to choosing to date and have these conversations but like i've noticed also people asking their significant other or significant other to be to unfollow certain people or this or that that can also be playing with fire as well it's different if it's like both of us agree that this person is a nuance. She keeps messaging or he keeps messaging you. You're clearly not interested. Why don't you unfollow them is different than like, I don't want you having access and connection to this person because I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing when you comment on their stuff. I don't like, and of course there's a level of choosing not to engage with it. Like if I know that that's happening and there really isn't something ick or disrespectful it just doesn't or it's just icky it's just not it's not disrespectful then it's an own it's your own internal thing to work through but I think having that open and honest discussion with your partner is a great way to get it started because they may not know why they're doing it either right we have to come from the position of like what if they don't know and how could they know that it upsets you if you haven't told them mm-hmm. and maybe learning why they do it will help you to feel upset upset in a different way less upset or more like you said which I don't do because I uh, I think I got that removed in grad school, the compassion and understanding for behavior I don't like in a partner. Um, I, but it's it's true. Like all jokes aside, it is true that that can lead to a really deepened place of like, wow, I never knew that that's why that's important to you. I, and I, but I want to hear from you, but I have another, another personal example that just popped in that I want to share. Oh too. yeah, go for it. Go yeah. for it. Wow. Um, 
I remember seeing, and this was an X and we, last couple ones, it was like back and forth. It would be like, oh, we're friends. And I'm like, I don't want to see this content anymore. I need to take a break. So I unfollowed, removed them as a follower. I'm like, clear slate. You're, if you're not in my life in real life, you don't get to be on my life online. Like you don't get to see what my life is. Again, I'm cutthroat when it comes to that. That's my personal choice. Mm-hmm. And then it would be a lot of back and forth of like requesting and this and that. And I'm just like, no, like you can sit there and request limbo. You don't get access to my life. Sorry. Like you had that choice and you screwed it up, but there's a lot of back and forth. And I remember at one of the points it was before the unfollow had happened after we had stopped dating mm-hmm. and they're liking all this stuff of like a guy should always make a girl feel this and you can always talk to me in this and that. And I'm like, this is not you motherfucker. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Like, Oh, I should always be able to talk to you. Like I called you and this and that you ignored the messages. Like it would, it would rile me up in a way that was like, my brain would go into like, this is not you. You're a liar. Stop purporting that you're like this to other people. Because if he's dating a new girl and she saw that she'd be like, Oh my God. And I know how women work in their brain. It's like, Oh my God. Like, look at him. He's so sent. I'm like, just wait, give it a couple months and you'll see the monster that everybody else sees. It's like, you, you see this fake version of people online sometimes. And it depends going back to very basics, how people use social media, right? It can really be a indicator of what's going on in their own internal world right how often and their studies the more often you post and certain filters you're more likely to have like actually a shittier life and be depressed and anxious because you're trying to prove to other people i'm fine i'm not depressed i'm not this like content content look how happy my life is right here's my highlight reel versus people like i like dudes who have maybe like three photos i'm like good this isn't a source of validation for you. This will work. Come to mama. Like this will be a good relationship. It's all dependent. But I remember seeing, seeing how my previous people or people I've known in life have engaged with other pages. Cause sometimes you can see if they like it or make a comment. And I'm just like, that's a lie. Like that is actually a stone cold lie that you're telling the world and me and you like, this is not, you want this to be you. And I love that you're growing into this. Right. But that's not truly who you are. And then it had to be a conscious choice on my end, right? Nobody told me it had to be a conscious choice on my end. I'm like, I don't want to see this. And I also don't want to have this discussion with my next part, my partner to have that. And I think, again, it goes back to the accountability, right? If you are single and you're looking to be in a relationship or you're just talking to somebody, clean up your act, right? Whatever that looks like, it's cleaning up your side of the street to let the partner know that they'll be safe and secure. And if they have any questions, like, you want to look right it's like the if you want to look through it go ahead because some people do have trust issues from previous relationships that could be why they don't want you following or engaging or this or that leaning in and hearing your partner's story can actually be really helpful because the next time you go to do it even if it's not intentionally bad it's like wait a second nope i know that bothers my partner i'm not going to do it and that's not your partner controlling you that's you being respectful towards your partner and in taking what they've shared with you of like hey if this is going to work, these are my limits, right? And I'm not forcing you, but it's a, it's a healthy uh, ultimatum, right? It's not a negative ultimatum. It's like in order for this to work and for us to feel safe and secure in the relationship, I'm going to need this from you and I'm going to not need these things, right? What do you need from me? So it can turn into a great conversation if you have that and check yourself, right? Check yourself of how you're reacting when you see certain things on your own social media too. Yeah. And my sort of takeaway from from this example from your world, Talia, is plugging it into the relationship and this new boundary idea is what is the content we're choosing to share, both individually and um, that we're noticing in our partner. Mm -hmm. I think what stood out to me is when 
you're sharing that you saw someone posting that idealized version of themselves, which we know is a phenomenon with social media. And on Instagram, you show only your best photos, the best things. And there's, there's some complications there. And so having, again, that discussion with your partner, if you're, if that's the reaction you're noticing, like, Hey, you're only showing like this idealized version of you have a chat about that and be like, what does that mean? And is that okay? And maybe we have different values about that. And then that can help you get to that boundary discussion of what is okay in your relationship to be sharing. And again, it's not to control or make the other person have different content, but there is in the relationship, again, it's shifting away from you have individual appropriateness to your in relationship appropriateness. And a good example of that is um, if in this example, your partner likes to show that idealized best self, including the best part of the relationship, well, you're a part of that too. So what are you comfortable with your partner sharing about your relationship? Do you agree that's like, cool, let's just show the best stuff. Or is it, hey, maybe, you know, I have a different value of what I like to share on my Instagram. So I'm not cool with just showing these types of experiences. Um, a good example for, from my life is I really don't like having images of me with alcohol. I have no problem talking about alcohol. Sure. I comment about alcohol. I like pictures of alcohol. I'm so an alcoholic. I'm just kidding. I am an alcoholic. <laughs> my name is Ryan Hill. Um, Drinking so, right now. You cannot see it though. No. The best thing about the podcast is I have whiskey Sorry. in my hand the entire time. You can't even tell. Until the end, and it gets slurry, and, and that's clear. I've had too much. That's a boundary for you. But that's just, just a thing. Photo, for me. Yeah. Um, and that's where that. So I had had discussions with not just my partners, but other people who might want to tag me or sure. post. And and I just say, hey, you know what? For me, I don't like that. Right. I'm just not a fan of that. It's not on brand. Simple example. It's not as extreme as some of what we're talking about. But it just clo- goes to the idea of again, what are these boundaries? What do we have these different places aren't? And when you're seeing someone's content, what does that mean? On mm-hmm. the flip side someone who's never posting about the relationship. Like you said, oh. so just goes in there and it's kind of like, oh, um, that's kind of interesting. What does that mean for you and why? And going there and, and never wanting to post about us because that can bring up a whole different thing. I'm literally chomping at the bit right now because <laughs> you so many of my girlfriends and I'm like, I wonder why he's not posting me. I'm like, really? You wonder? Like he's avoidant and he doesn't actually want to be in a relationship. He just wants to hit it and quit it but you set this weird parameter in the beginning. And I remember <laughs> a person who shall not be named, it, they went on a trip, right? They're in a relationship. There's no evidence on social media. You would have no clue they were in a relationship unless you had known them in person and like talk to them. And it would be like, you'd follow them and it would be like, her story would be like this until the beach. And then his story would start immediately there. And there was like no tagging. I'm like, you guys are on the same trip. I literally see like the calves and the this and the that, but there's no tagging no this no that and that's another oh god I could talk about this for hours this Instagram and relationships that leads to a whole other discussion of like why aren't you posting me right separate from your interacting with other people engaging blah 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 that's a whole rabbit hole we can even dive into more but why are you not posting me right because that's the new threshold in relationships right is it FBO IGO is it Facebook official Instagram official it's like it's not my brother and I joke it's not official till it's Facebook well we're old it's not official till it's Facebook official right or it's like did you put my name in your bio did you do this did you do that it's like 
you're not property first of all if you want to share like i'm okay with that you know but i think it's about the intent of it mm -hmm. and why if you're secure in your relationship this is the key if one is indeed secure in the relationship people know about it you've posted photos right? it's not like the cold page is about that i don't think it needs to be in the bio i think those couples more often than not and i've seen it a lot in the fitness world have those discussions of like my queen ugh, my king the ring emoji the, the whatever it's like that's not going to stop people from sliding in your dm like i can promise you that as somebody who has twenty-seven thousand followers on instagram even if i put my partner's name blah 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 not that i would and it's not going to stop people from yeah. doing that right that's not a boundary people don't look at that and go oh look at they're in a relationship allow me to respect that they're like cool especially people who are avoidantly attached go "Ooh, they'll never get attached perfect yeah. time to lean in Ooh, like, challenge accept it like, challenge accept it yeah. putting that on social media like do yeah. you your partner or not how soon is it too soon to post are you going to just post stories and then not a post and not tag them and like it's literally such a nuanced thing that it's like what would your relationship be like if social media didn't exist is a very key question of like the health, the relational wellness and all those other things because social media just comes in like a bull in a china shop and the use of it or lack of use in this case, right? But yeah, that girl, that was just so funny. And I'm just like, you guys are on the same vacation. Like we all see it. And then still DMing other girls, this, that. Guys, uh, and this is not to be disrespectful to guys, I've just seen it more often than not in men and they've told it to me in sessions more often than not, that's a good safety blanket that they're not actually committed or attached. And if it didn't work out or they still had other girls or side pieces or whatever, or girls do the same thing. We have other guys slide in our DMs. It doesn't completely cut those off. It's like a safety net. Just in case we don't work, nobody else knew I was in a relationship. Because once you start posting that, you'd be surprised. Your DMs get real dry. <laughs> it's crickets, right? Well, and that's where having those clear expectations and again, exactly. this discussion on boundaries right. about where are we at? Mm -hmm. And I think people avoid those because it can be scary. And I totally hear that in that in terms of the scare of the commitment. We're not in a relationship. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or yeah, scary for the commitment or scary for like, I don't want to pressure that person. Yeah. I'm going to scare them away. Right. That's not really what I'm talking about. And when you think about we're having courage to talk about it, yes. it brings you to that point of clarity. Yes. So that if you're on different pages and that's a deal breaker for you, you're like, um, we are dating and we are exclusive. And <laughs> if you're not cool with acknowledging that, that I'm out or yeah. your closeness together, it can actually bring you a lot closer and have yeah. this space of, oh yeah, you know, we hadn't really thought about this before, but this is really important for both of us. Yeah, I, I'm excited to do this with you. And let's clarify, okay, well, are we posting or not? Mm -hmm. I um, started dating my current girlfriend in April last year. And I think my first post was this new year with yes. us. And that was like I a thought, clear, it's very yeah, that was a clear discussion we had had about both how do we use social media and when are we posting this and knowing our, our, our circle and our worlds of who are engaging with us. Mm -hmm. And that was fine because we had a good discussion about it and had a clarity of what, what our expectations were and when that would happen. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember even on, on that post, I was like, hey, I know we're allowed to do this now. Like, are you cool with me yes. posting this now? Yes. And double checking with my partner, which is goes to this kind of wrap of the idea of I wasn't just doing my version of um, Instagram I was asking my partner respectfully how do you feel about this right even if I already know like I'm 110 where I want to be and what I'm engaging with 
I'm taking into account the respect my partner might be different. Mm -hmm. um, which is really a lot of what we're talking about is when you're noticing your own expectations, sharing them with your partner, it's with also this idea that you'll be doing that and respecting your, your partner's differences as well and being um, really mindful as a team about what's going on with your activity on Instagram because that is going to reflect not just on yourself but your partner as well. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I think for people, uh, one note I'll add is when you see, you know, let's say we're the one in the relationship and we see we're having that struggle with our partner and they're like, I don't want to post. I don't want to this more often than not. This is my intuition. It's like, you want to keep me a secret. Like there's something else. Somebody else would be upset. You're not ready to write. You're going to give me the nice compassionate. What if they're not ready and vulnerability? <laughs> I'm going to be the pessimist and be like, they're hiving side hose. Like they're hiding it. They don't want to call or they'll post it, but this, but that, but this, they're not ready to actually commit right? Yeah. That to me indicates commitment issues. And then, then you see your partner, like the next person they date and they're posting all the time that we could do a whole other episode on that, that if you are that person, not that you have to modify because of a previous ex thing, but it's like, mm -hmm. it looks different. And the ex experiencing that again, it goes back to like, what the hell dude like you didn't post this in our entire relationship like what is her vagina made of gold like why is it so different in this <laughs> relational dynamic that like now it's okay to post and I think so many people get caught up in seeing that and going and their immediate question or yeah question they ask themselves is like why was I not good enough for that and it's, it's, uh, this is my advice is like if that is whoever listener is going through this is looking at it and going happened to like friends and actually a few clients recently too it's like looking at that situation and going it's not about you like mm. I had to tell a person this the other day that like unfortunately we are probably the only people who think about ourselves as much as we think about like I'm yeah. the star of my own show you're the star of your own show you mm -hmm. don't think about me as much as I think about me mm -hmm. right and so it's thinking high highly of yourself and going that's their own jam who knows what's going on behind closed doors I comfort mm -hmm. myself and I comfort my clients and their friends with the research of like the more people post actually the more unhappy they are sometimes especially when it comes to relationships also the longer the caption <laughs> the more I know that they're going through shit especially with girls who are like he's such a pill and I put up with him and la 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 and his caption is like I like her I'm just like oh my god <laughs> like the gender dynamics of social media use is what we could also cover in another episode but if you are this person my wrap up and advice is mm -hmm. if you are this person and there's something about your use or your partner to be your partner's use of social media that you do not like, or that makes you feel icky inside or disrespected, address it with yourself and address it with your person in a way that comes from a place of, this is where I can be positive, a place of growth of, hey, teach me, right? This is my big thing I use with men. Teach me why this is important to you, mm -hmm. right? I actually do want to learn what's going on in your inner world. I'm not going to judge. I'm really genuinely curious because the story I'm making up in my head is not nice, right? Yeah. And so come at it from a place of appreciation and actions do speak louder than words. If you are making requests of your partner, they're disrespecting it. That's a good indicator that this is not the only thing that they're going to not honor a request on. So yeah, food for and I just like that as a, as a, bridge that helps yes. you get into the space of let's have that conversation because like all thing on boundaries I think my takeaway from this discussion is when you're looking at social media boundaries with relationships and specifically with Instagram any boundary is going to be check with yourself and what are what's appropriate for you what's right for you what are your right. boundaries right. 
have that courage to talk with your partner about that because that's the relationship aspect saying, Hey, here's where my expectations are at and, and where yep. I'm, I'm going. And then listen to your partner's boundaries and expectations and have an understanding. And then you can work as a team to respect each other and where you're at and then be very clear. And that'll get you into a good space in a relationship. With Teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. Cool. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. Thank you everyone for listening. If you have questions for me and Talia, or if you have a relationship question, you'd like our input and advice, go ahead and shoot us an email, Ryan and Talia at thecouplesguidepodcast.com. And you can also slide in my DMs, permission granted, not a creepy <laughs> way, please, at Therapy with Talia and Ryan's is at Ryan Hill Therapy. Exactly. Perfect. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing from you. Take care.